Good evening. This week's parsha, Parshas Naso, is the longest sedra in Chamisha Chum Torah with 176 psukim. The Gemara that has the most dafim pages is Baba Basra, that has 176 also. And in Tillim, the Perik Kufyutes is also 176 psukim. Now, the Sedra is a colorful Sedra, as most Sedras are, and it concludes at the end with the Chanukah Samishkan. That's really like from Chamishi to the end of the Sedra. And it describes the gifts, the korbanos, that each and every shevet brought when they dedicated and celebrated the inauguration of the Mishkan. We know that the Mishkan stood for 479 years. 369 of those years were in the city of Shiloh, and that's why it's referred to in Tanakh very often as Mishkan Shiloh, because it was so many years in that one place. It was in other places also, but for much fewer years. Now, the Mishkan, there was a tzivu, Moshe Rabbeinu came down, the day at, came down from the with the Luchoshnias, um, Yom Kippur, he had the Kapar and the Slicha, and the next day he said to Klal Yisrael, by Yehimi Mocharas, it was the very next day, that he had a tzivui from HaKadosh Baruch Hu about the Mishkan. And the next day they started gathering all the necessary supplies the gold, the silver, and they finished on Hanukkah. Now, the reason that we lane on Hanukkah every day, Parshas Nusso, about the Karbanos, because indeed that was the day that they finished on Chofhei, Kislev on Hanukkah, and they were ready to move ahead. The Medrash says that they were very upset with Moshe Rabbeinu, that he didn't tell them to immediately dedicate the Mishkan and begin using it. It didn't happen until Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And the Medrash says, why the wait? from Hanukkah told then three and a half months? And the answer is because one of the reasons for the Mishkan was a kapora for the Maisaha Ego, the golden calf that haunts us to today, because had they not brought the Ego, the ego Azov, then we would have been able to have the Geula Shlema. We are today in Golos, 3,300 years after the Ego, because of the Ego. 
that had they not brought the ego, there would have been the Geula Shleiman, the Tikkun of all the Inyanim of Adam Harisham. But they brought the ego, and one of the reasons was because of impatience. That means Moshe Rabbeinu said he was going to come down from heaven, from the Har, from the mountain, 40 days after he went up. And he did come down on the 40th day. But the people, the Yetzirah was working overtime to get the people to trip and to do something. And they even showed the people Moshe in a coffin and an Aaron in Shemayim flying in, in heaven that he, like he died, like he was Nifter. So they thought he was not coming back and they didn't want to wait. Aaron got up and said, just wait the extra few hours. He said he's coming on the 40th day. Wait and you'll see he's here. And Aaron kept trying to stall for time. But the end was that they did not give in. They were upset that he wasn't back yet. And on the 40th day, they went and made the ego. That's why we fast, one of the reasons, on Shiva Osir Thomas, because that's exactly 40 days after the Matan Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu being on the mountain. Having said that, because they had no patience, therefore waiting from the completion to the dedication was part of the Kapara. You got this whole problem developed with Klal Yisrael because you couldn't wait. Oh, you couldn't wait? Okay, so now you're going to wait for the dedication. Part of the Kapoor is learn to have patience. And he brought on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, that's when we say Vayihi Vayom Hashmini, the Sadra in Vayikra, that it was on the eighth day that they began Moshe Rabbeinu for eight days was the Koyen Gadol then he gave it over to Aaron and on Rosh Chodesh Nisan for 12 days each and every one of the Shvatim brought a different brought a Korban for his Shevet for his tribe And that was how they were celebrating the inauguration of the actual Mishka. And that's when they began the actual Avoida. So with that background, I just want to pose to you, share with you, a question that the Medrash asks. And that is, if you take a look at the 12 Karbanos, that were brought, each and every one of them was exactly the same as the day before. And it details it. It details what each one brought, even though it was the exact same thing. And the Torah could have just said, v'chein, v'chein, 
that each one, this shaver, that shaver, they did not say what the carbon was, but the Torah does say it. And there's one exception, one exception in all of those korbanos to the end of the Sedrinoso, that the second day, Moshe, uh, the Shevet Yisachar, the first day, Nachshon ben Aminadav Lamata Yehuda, Yehuda came forward and offered the first korban. Now, the next day, Yisachar had to bring. Yisachar had to make a decision. Was he going to bring the same korban as Nachshon ben Aminadov did the day before? Or was he going to be a little original? Like if there's 28th grade boys and during the next 10 months they're all bar mitzvah. Now, they could serve as the first bar mitzvah boy, let's say a chicken dinner and a suddhas mitzvah, but what happens if the next day, the second bar mitzvah boy, whose bar mitzvah is six days after the first one, he serves a type of meat. So he brings to the level of the bar mitzvah celebrations a new level. The first one served a delicious dinner, but it was chicken. Now the second one wanted to up the ante and brought meat and served meat. On the third day, the guy says, the first day he brought chicken. Second day he brought the second bar mitzvah served meat. Now I'm going <clears> to <throat> serve steak. To up to the each one is trying to outdo. So the lashon by Yisachar the second is hikriv as carbono. All the others, the other 11 shvatim, it says korbano ka'aras kesafachas shloishim umeya mishkala. But for Yisachar, the second day, it says hikriv, not korbano. And hikriv is a lashon hifa that means he caused the others to bring their korbanos. So the Medrash discusses what did he cause? He Sheva brought their own carbon. So the answer is that he made a decision. Shevet Yisachar. I'm going to cut out any competition. And Nachshon brought a beautiful carbon, and Yisachar on the spot decided this is exactly what I'm going to bring the second day. So I'm going to set the pace if the first two did exactly this. So then the third day, which was Zvulan, and the fourth day, Reuven, they all followed suit because there was no social climbing. There was no pursuit of outdoing and better doing the first and the second, and because the second one did exactly what they Now, had he brought a lavish, different Corbin, it would have spir spiraled. 
and there would have been a tremendous competition between the Shivtekah. So the Medrash says that Yisachar's Loshan, he caused, means yes, he caused that the third and the fourth and the sixth and the tenth all did the same because he decided as the second to do the same. And that was his question. Should I bring something nicer? Should I? He said, no. Because if I bring nicer, it's going to mean that everyone, every day is going to try to outdo the other one. This shot and this medrash is a very important <coughs> lesson to each and every one of us. We find that if everyone has the same house, like in certain places, that's what the requirement is. You move into a community, it's like a gated community. They have a certain restriction on doing anything which will promote the spiraling of competition and jealousy. And it cuts away so much anguish. There was somebody that got into trouble with the law. What was his problem? His wife saw that next door, the late, her next door neighbor built a $100,000 kitchen. And she could not accept that she had the shabby old kitchen and she's got a hundred, and this is a true story. So she tried to outdo, but the husband said he can't afford it. So he started working four hours a day and then he started doing four hours extra each day. And he started doing things which were not legal because he had to catch up to get the money to buy the $100,000 kitchen like the guy next door. So, and he ended up in big trouble. So the point is that we have to sharpen our sensitivity to competition outdoing this and outdoing that. Um, and it's an important lesson to remember daily in our lives. Now, another parsha, there are two parshios in this parsha, one that discusses the soita, the unfaithful wife, who the husband suspected was uh, intimate, and it was his wife, and she went into a place with another man. And that's called the Parsha of Saita, and the Ramban says that it's the only mitzvah that's an open miracle. Because to take a lula vanessa, it's not a miracle. You have to find something that's kosher. It's not a miracle. To take chillin. It's a very big talent to take a hide and have a cipher inscribed the Parshios. That's not a miracle. But when they took the woman that was suspected to the Besamikdash, they gave her, the Koyin gave her a cup of water and they had thrown into the water the Shem Hashem, God's name. And the Gemara says that Kodesh Baruch Hu said, you're not supposed to white erase my name by putting it in the water. But I want it to be erased to be part of the process 
of bringing shalom between husband and wife. And we know that if she was guilty, she died on this spot when she drank this. But if she was innocent, she was given a bracha that she should have children. And the Gemara says that there were many women who didn't have children. So they went and put themselves into a position that they would be suspicion, and they would then have the din of a soita and have to drink the water. And indeed, every one of them became pregnant and had children. Well, success in our set of Vinixa Venizra Zara, that she had children. But the point that I want to say is right after the story, the Parsha of Soita, the Torah brings the Parsha of Nozer. So the Chazal asks why the juxtaposition, why is this immediately following this? Right after Soita comes Nozer. So the Chazal say, because Kol Roya Soita Kilkula, that anyone sees what happens with that. Soita, he should yazir He should become a nazir, because the fact that he saw it weakens his the awesomeness and the dread of everything, and he should safeguard himself. So he should stop cutting his hair and going out to the cemetery and drinking wine. Those three things. Now, when he got done with the process, it says, Yovi Oso, El Pesach Moed, that the Nazar had to bring a Corbin. And all the Mephorshim asked, What's this Yovi Oso? Yovi Oso means he, the Nazar, should bring him. What do you mean bring him? He's bringing himself. He's bringing a carpet. So what do you mean, Yavi Oso? So the Mepharshim say something. The Meshachachma talks about it. That a Nazir, it's not a mitzvah. For instance, a Lulub you can bring the seven days of Sukkot. If someone in the middle of the summer takes a lulav and an esri and wants to make a bracha and shake them, what's he doing? It's not, it's no mitzvah, it's a bracha levatala. But by nazir, he can become a nazir 30 days, it could be 60 days, it could be a month, it could be a whole, a whole year, it could be forever. Because when you become a nazir, we want transformation. That the person who feels he has weakness and he has to be more on guard and he becomes a nozer, he has to leave over his old self and become a new man. So that's why the Pasuk says the Meshachachma <clears throat> that Yavi Oso, now he's a new man. He's standing over here. The old man that he was is over here. 
So Yavi also he has to bring him, the old guy he was, to bring the carbon. Meaning that we work for transformation every day of our lives. We want to get better, we want to become more productive, we want to get away from the bad habits that we have, sleeping too late, we miss half the days, I miss us, say, the erase of Krishna Bismana. And the person's tired, they take the Krishna Bismana and they throw it out the window. Doesn't bother them, they wake up 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Yeah, I woke up late, if that, he asks, well, what did you do? You gave up the Zman Krishna? Well, yeah, I was tired. I was knocked out. So he has his defense system built into him. But he never, the, eating matzah on Pesach, if you ask somebody, did you eat matzah Pesach? Person is offended at such a question. Did I eat matzah? Every Jew eats matzah. But Krishna is the same mitzvah. It's a dear just like matzah. And here we can go half of the days of the year, half. No Krishna Bisman. So when a person want this Nazar, he saw what could happen to a woman who was not faithful, so to shake him up, he picks on a few things. He picks on to become a Nazar, that it should help him transform himself and become a better person without all of the pitfalls. And that's why it says Yavi Oso, because we want to get rid of the old guy that we are and become better. So that's why the Lush of the Buzzing, Yavi Oso, he brings him to give the carbon. Because he's the one bringing the carbon, not the other guy. But there is another guy over here. Mm -hmm. The old self. Mm -hmm. Now, the Arkadis Yitzhak, you know, in this parsha, we have Birchas Kohanim. And there's a famous Kasha. Um, There's a famous kasha that there was, we, the first time we heard Birchas Koyanim was in, in Parsha's Shemini, that when they were talking about Aaron with the people, he said, Vayavorachem, and he blessed them, Birchas Koyanim. So why is if it was stated over there, that was by the Hakamas HaMishka when it was the getting ready for the first day and to begin the functioning of the Mishkan, and it was the Hakamas HaMishkan. So why over there, asks the Akedas Yitzchak, why over there doesn't have all the Pesukim about Birchus Karnim, it has it in our parsha, Parshas Nasso. If he gave them the bracha, so why not say everything over there? So the answer, one answer Rashi says it was Ladoros, and the Ramban says, gives another terence, 
But the point is, why isn't it in Vayikra, where it says he gave them the bracha, and it doesn't elaborate, it doesn't say anything. And when we get to Parshas Nasso, so some offer the explanation that in Parshas Vayikra, the only counting that took place before of the Klai Yisrael as it stood then was when they brought, in Parshas Kisisa, they brought the Machtzis HaShekel. And what did everyone do? There were barrels, and they came and they threw their half shekel in that they were. But from Bamidbar, our center last week, they started counting the people one by one. And Moshe Rabbeinu, as he looked at the Yid, he knew every Gilgal. That's why the Pasuk uses the word like Gilgalosa, meaning a Lushna of Gilgal that were reincarnated. And he saw every life of every Yid, what they were going to live through and what they were going to be. And when they would come back, he saw all of this. And then they were counted one by one. It wasn't like just claw yourself through in the Matzah Shekel and there was no individual recognition. I mean, they added up the, the Matzah Shekel, that's the money they used. But it didn't say anything about the person. It didn't say his name, it didn't say how many were in this shavit, no numbers, no names, nothing. But in our Sedra, it did say all the, and there was last week in Bamidbar when they counted them. So therefore, the very next Sedra, Nasso, is the proper place for the Birchus Garden. Because when a Koyin goes up to bench the people, he is obligated at that time to have in mind that the absolute best should come out for every person that he's giving a bracha. And it's an individual recognition of each and every yid. And it even says in Chazal, if he's very poor, but when he says, Yivarecha Hashem v'yishmerecha, which means money, he should wish that every guy he's looking at or that he's benching becomes a multimillionaire. I, he doesn't have even bread in the... Too bad. You were born a koyen, you have to shift gears. And you have to hope for the other person something that's unbelievable. And since it talks about so many things, these three sukkim of birchas kainam about money, about about chayin, about about shalom, about so many different brachas for each and every individual. That's the answer to the question of the Akedis Yitzchak. Why does it keep saying Hashem? Yivarechacha Hashem v'yishmerecha. It could then continue, just say Hashem once. Yivarecha Hashem v'yishmerecha. V'chunecha. What do you have to keep repeating Hashem's name in each of the three psukim? Yivarecha Hashem Yishmerecha, Yoer Hashem, and Yisa Hashem Panavelech. Why do we need three times Hashem mentioned? So it says that the reason is because the purpose of Birchas Kohanim is to get the person to realize 
that no matter how much money he has or he thinks he's a success or that people love him and he became the senator, the Havdal, or some big position, it's only from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why the last Pasuk in the Torah, before the actual Psukim, the three Psukim of Dochnein, it says the last two words, Va'ani Avarachim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you, and it ends off after and you give the brachas with all of your might and all that so says the Akedus Yitzchak that the reason we mentioned three times Hashem's name and the Pasuk because that is the theme of all bracha in this world, that a yid should realize that it's not his brains or his business acumen, because we can show you boys that were in your class that were ten times smarter and did ten times better, and they're aniyam. They never made a penny. So you have to know the bracha comes from Hashem. And that's why even by the breakdown, yivarecha, we have to say Hashem v'yishmarecha. He's the one that's going to bring you all the broch of this and that. Yo'er Hashem panavelecha vichunek. Yisa Hashem. That it's all from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that, says the Akedis Yitzchak, is the reason by Birchas Koyanim in the Torah that we have it in this format and we keep mentioning Hashem. Because the idea is to get through the minds of the people that if what the Koyen says to you and you become a millionaire, oh, it was the Duchning, it was the, the... He's only the goodwill ambassador acting on behalf of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Baruch is coming from him and not from anyone else, even the Koyen. Hashem gave him the power as a coin to be the conveyor, the vehicle to get from him the bracha into the person. He's the in-between, the intermediary. And before when we, the Ramban's Kashem, when we said, why does the Torah have to repeat the 12 korbanos? You could just say, the whole carbon for Yehuda, and then say v'chein asa yisaskar v'chein asa zvulun v'chein. Just say, and so did they follow suit? Why mention each name? Because there has to be individual recognition, individual recognition, and when a special, the Torah went out of its way. The Torah is very frugal with every letter. Sometimes the Gemara will ask, what's this letter doing here? And we learn five halachas from that extra letter. So over here, we, the Torah went to great lengths to underscore the chashivas and the specialty of each and every yid. So when it came to your shiva, we didn't take a shortcut and just say v'chein. We wanted full expression of recognition. You know, it brings to mind the Skolia Rebbe's 
Bochrim from Bar Mitzvah till marriageable age went on a Shabbaton to Tannersville around six weeks ago. And there were 60 boys that went. Only that age group, no parents, no fathers, no younger children. That was the group. And they spent a Shabbos with the Rebbe. But the Rebbe's oldest son, David, arranged the program. And what he did was that each one of the 60 boys had a special mission. Because they're kibudim by a Rebbe. Someone picks up the becher for him. Someone brings the water. Someone pours the wine for him. There's so many different things in regard to the Rebbe. And David wanted that every, each and every boy to feel so special. So he arranged from all the kibudim that it was split into 60. So each boy had his moment of center stage, of luster, that he walked over and poured the wine for the Rebbe. He walked over and picked up the becher, and so on and so forth. And the boys, when you, they came back and you asked them, what kind of a Shabbos did you have? They were all so uplifted, inspired in every which way. Besides the singing and the dancing and everything, which of course would be, uh, which would influence and it would pick up the spirits of anyone. But they felt when that moment of glory, which they never experienced before, that their individual recognition was on a silver platter. And those boys will never ever forget that Shabbos, how they were treated and how they were each and every one of them with distinction in his own right. That's why we did not say that the Korbanos were this or that, that they were the same thing. That that had to be the mission of when they brought everything to highlight the individual and to bring out the uniqueness of each and every one of them. Now, we know that there is the the delineation in the first sukkah, because it was the B'nai Levi that had the most outstanding direction for what they had to do. The B'nai Kos carried the Urim. There was nothing holier than the Urim. Um, the B'nai Gershon, there was the B'nai Gershon, there was the B'nai Kahas. And and Marari, and each had their own. The Levium they carried the the Mishkan, and they this one carried the Menorah, and this one carried that. Each family were designated to a different thing. Now it says 
that when it talks about the Bnei Gershon, it just says Bnei Gershon, the children of Gershon. When it comes to Kohos, it says Bnei HaKehosi. Now their name was Kohos. What's the hey in the beginning? HaKehosi, a yud at the end. So the Gemara says that in front of the Urim were two places that fire bolted out from. And whenever there was an enemy that they encountered while they were traveling, suddenly the fire came out of the Urim and consumed and devastated the enemy. But it wasn't only for the enemy. Is someone carrying the Aaron, the Bnei Kahaz, if they had a Machshava Zara, they didn't make it. They died on the spot. And they had to take another member of the family and replace him. Now, the Bnei Kahaz were a little concerned. I mean, we have a life and death mission. We're supposed to carry the Aaron. But if we have a, one Machshava, we're going to die. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Medrash says, took his name, the hey in the beginning and the yud at the end, and added it to the name of God, that I'm putting in a segula to protect you. There'll be a segula, segula. I'm there for you. And that's why there's the hey and there's the yud. Now, it says that the Bnei Kahatz, when they walked around, there was terrible jealousy. In other words, the Bnei Gershon said, okay, we're carrying one of the Caleb, good. Why did our brother, our cousins, the Kahosim, get to carry the Aram, the most important item? So that was another reason why the Yud K is there. And we, in the name Kohos, to protect them with the Segula from jealousy. Mm. And when we distribute distinction, let's say with children, or a teacher, a Rebbe in a classroom, and they give out certain missions to different children, they have to be very careful because they could bring down on the children such rivalry and such jealousy that they have to be able to stand in a position of bringing out the best in the children, not doing things that will conjure up levels of jealousy that you will never be able to fight down, and they'll always be bickering, and there will be undermining and they'll be arguing all because of the jealousy that came about. So <coughs> we have to have that extra sensitivity that yes, we have the bolts of fire that come out on our behalf, that we have no idea how many obstacles would be there in front of us in our avoidance Hashem every day. And we see some of the obstacles. We can't, like I said before, Krishna, a person, the Yitzhara is so strong, he says, I am not going to give up, the Yitzhara says. 
half of the year of the man not sleeping through Krishna this night and just shrugging his shoulders. Did away with the man's ruchnias in such a fashion. So we have the bolts of fire that fight off. HaKadosh Baruch Hu fights for us and somebody HaBolotahir Messiah knows so that there are things that people do in Olam HaZed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is standing right there to help them. But there has to be at the very same time protection from the other side that a person has to minimize the pitfalls himself. He has to realize that you don't have to because you have the money. You can have a very nice house inside but you don't have to put such super marble outside that every goy and every year that walks by oh, this rich guy they makes them so jealous that we have to be willing to tone down all of this. Now I want to share with you an interesting thing that the Medrash says that when it talks about the B'nai Kos, it says Bakosef Yisau that on their shoulders they should carry. And the Medrash asks, what's this Yisau? I mean, we know that they we're telling you that they're going to take the urn and carry it. Bakosef, on their shoulders. Why do you have to say Yisau, they're going to carry it? We understand without the word. So the Medrash says that Ein Yisau Eloloshan Zimra that it's a Lushan Yisau is a Lushan of music, of singing, singing. And the Pasuk Taka says, Se'u Zimra, we say it until the, uh, the different, the Shir Shal Yom, one day we say, Se'u Zimra, those two words, that Se'u is a Lushan of Zimra. So the Mephorshim say, that Mikan Sheshiras Halavim Min HaTorah. The Medrash says the fact that it says Bakosif Yisau, from that extra word Yisau, which it didn't have to write, we learn that it's a Lushan of Zimra, of music, and that the Levim who sang in the Mishkan. It's from this word Yisau, from here we learn that they're singing by the Levim, the thing that we learn at the whole thing of, of singing in the Mishkan, in the Beis Amidrash, from this word Yisau, so says the Medrash. So the point is that we know that they're singing, but the Torah wanted to say when it talked about Kahas and that they were going to carry on their shoulders the, the Aram, that there had to be an atmosphere of protecting their Matshava so they shouldn't die and singing as they sang walking along 
was a tremendous effective tool to keep the people in a frame of mind which wouldn't bring them to Sakona. So Barkosef Yisau, we learn out that the Levium sing in the base of Mikdash because that was the tool that was used by Kosev as they carried the Aram to be able to be in a state of an awareness and not to drift off to something else and then never lose their life. Uh, the last week's center ends with the last passing. Velo Yevala the Bnei Kosev Kevales HaKodesh Vameisu that's what the Pasuk's talking about, that they could die carrying the, the, the last Pasuk of Laxory Sandra. So the point is that we have to have always a gate and a support system. Support system is one of the most important things because when a person goes out to do chesed, they're not giving a million dollars to the person. They're not bringing them everyday steak and brisket to them. But they could be inviting, going to the person and bringing a little babka, some little cake or something. But the main thing is the interaction of conversation. And that strengthens the other person and it helps them maintain to take them out of their loneliness, to take them out of their depression. That sometimes the tools to be able to accomplish the greatest things are very simple. But we have to build up ourselves and to be a tofeach al menas which means that you have to be inspired and you then inspire others. And th- by doing that, it is by setting up a support system, just like the Levium had, they were a total support system with all of their singing for Claude Yisrael, which we learn up from the word Yisrael. Thank you for joining the Shir this evening and uh, from Parshas Nusso, which we could learn so much up. That's why the following sentence, Baloska has the story of the Slav and so many didn't died. And then the next week is Parshas Shlach, which had the Maraglim, which we sat in the Midbar for 40 years. Uh, and then Korach with Korach Vadoso. And then we have uh, Pinchas, from the Eitzah of Bullock, of what he did. And so it's, it follows up, but we have a lot of antidotes in the Sedra before, which is right the week before all of these troubles of the various Sedras.